good evening, everyone. So we've been going through a series on prayer for the last couple months now. Um, and we've been looking at the six helping men of prayer, who, what, where, when, why, how of prayer. Um, and we've been, the last couple of weeks, been looking at the what of prayer or what we should be praying for or who we should be praying for. Two weeks ago, we looked at praying for our pastor, and I finally came through on my promise. I have these pamphlets um, of what we looked at two weeks ago, so I will put those here. Um, how to pray for your pastor, 31 days um, in the month. And uh, just a little bit more detail than what we looked at two weeks ago. And last week, we started on um, praying for your family. And we specifically looked at the man of the house, how you can pray for him as a husband, praying that his faith in God will be strong, that he will walk in the spirit, that he'll help make wise decisions for the family that he'll minister to his wife, he'll maintain his testimony. We looked at, as a father, teaching children God's ways, that he be temperate and spirit-controlled, he successfully relate and guide, he should provide. And we looked at, as a grandfather, um, how we should pray that he should give wise counsel to his grown children and grandchildren, and then also... Um, he should age gracefully. So that's what we looked at last week. And then this week, we're going to look at praying for the lady of the house. Praying for the lady of the house. And as of la like last week, I had several verses uh, we're going to look at tonight. Um, we don't have as many verses tonight, but we still have several. Um, and... As you can imagine, a lot of these verses we're going to be looking at is from Proverbs 31. So let's get into the first point. It goes along similar to last week's outline, but obviously for the lady. So as a wife, what are some ways that we as a church family, specifically also husbands, I mean, we'll get into that, um, ways that we should and can pray for our wives, um, and just things that we need to do um, to be, be a good husband. Um, so first thing look at is to exhibit the beauty of spiritual adornment. Exhibit the beauty of spiritual adornment. And we're going to look at a couple verses about that. The first one, um, 1 Peter 3, verses... 3 and 4, 1 Peter 3, 3 and 4, it says, Whose adorning, let it not be that outward adorning of plating the hair and of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart and that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. So we should be praying for those specific things for the wives in our families. And then also um, Ephesians 5.22, which says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. 
And then verse 26 continues these thoughts that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of, the, of water by the word. Uh, we're going to get into, there's another ver- couple of verses when we get into, um, I believe, the, the mother specifically. But just praying for our wives that they have that time in God's word as uh, verse 26 here is talking about sanctifying and cleansing with the washing of water by the word. So we should be praying that as why for for the wise in our church that they exhibit the beauty of spiritual adornment. And then second, that they should sweetly follow her husband's leadership. Ephesians 5:33. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Um, of course, us as men who are married, we have that first part of that verse, we should be loving our wives. And as a result of that, okay, then the wife, well, the wife is supposed to reverence her husband either way. But again, men, we are told we should be loving our wives first. So they should, uh, we should be praying that the wives in our church be able to sweetly follow her, her husband's leadership, that's specifically her husband, not any other husband. <laughs> and then we should also be praying that she can build up her husband. And um, we'll find these verses all in Proverbs. Um, this particular verse, we're going to look at Proverbs 19.13. Um, I just remember uh, seeing this verse um, several years ago. And it's like, it's good. And I have one of these. Uh, Proverbs 19.13 House and riches are the inheritance of fathers, and a prudent wife is from the Lord. And we should be praying for our wives that they'll be prudent. And then um, Proverbs 21.19. I almost didn't want to include this one. I'm just going to read it and move on. Proverbs 21.19 is better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry woman. All right, Proverbs 31.10. <laughs> Who can find a virtuous woman, for her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. We should be praying for our wives, that they will be able to build us up as husbands, but we have the responsibility to be praying for them in these, these areas um, as our wife. So then we're going to look at also... Some ways we should be praying for the ladies of the house as a mother. First of all, be a good keeper at home. Again, Proverbs 31, 17 and 18. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. And then Proverbs 31, 27. She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. And then also Proverbs 14.1. Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. Those are all in Proverbs. Then uh, in 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy 5.14, it says... I will therefore that the younger women marry, bear children, guide the house, give none occasion to the adversary to speak reproachfully. Um, 
these verses are not popular in our culture. I mean, today, well, let me think. Of, I was at three different client locations, and the majority of the people I interacted with at each of those places were ladies. Ladies that probably had kids. And it's like, yeah, it, it really goes against culture um, these days that a woman is a good keeper at home. Um, but we should be praying for the mothers in our church uh, that to be a good keeper at home. I remember your email address, keeperathome at live.com. I remember that one. So we should be praying for the mothers in our church that will be good keepers at home. And then um, we should also be praying that they'll effectively influence their children. Now, as we looked at last week, yes, it is the father's and the husband's responsibility to be training their kids in the ways of the Lord and bringing them up. But us as husbands, we're not always at home or away at work. So our wives have a lot of that time to influence our children. Um, think about uh, these two verses. We're going to look at uh, these twice tonight. But uh, 2 Timothy 1.5, um, talking to Timothy, Paul writes, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, I am persuaded that in thee also. And then 2 Timothy 3.15 and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. I mean, uh, I think we see in Timothy's life, well, um, he either his father either wasn't around or at least he wasn't a good spiritual influence in his life that we can see through the scriptures. It was his mother and his grandmother that had the influence. Um, not saying that was right of his dad to leave, but there are times where the mother or the grandmother have that time. And yes, again, men, when we're away uh, at work, I mean, I work from home. Today I was probably in my office two hours out of 10, but whatever. Even when I'm home working, I don't really have that time to help influence Anna that's um, something Katie has to do um, when I'm working. So our wives, as mothers, have that time to influence our children, and we should be praying, especially as men, as the fathers and the husbands, that they can effectively influence our children during those times. And then this one, I was really convicted about this. Uh, well, I always get convicted when I look at these verses. But we should be praying for the mothers that they can take the time to sit at Jesus' feet. Luke 10, 39, talking about Mary and Martha. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about, much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, Thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. We should be praying that we should that our the mothers 
in our church can have that time to sit at Jesus' feet. And we shouldn't, especially us as men again, as husbands, as, as fathers, yeah, we should be praying for that, but we should also, it, there's some practical stuff that goes along with it. Um, watching your kids for your wife at times so she can have her time um, in God's word and in, pr in prayer so she can effectively influence the children and just have the energy um, for the day. Um, so practical thought there is like, okay, helping, helping with the kids, of course, if you're away at work, it's, it's hard, but maybe when you get home from work or get up early. Yeah, I know. That one's a hard one for me. But, um, I mean, a couple weeks ago, we, were, we looked at, um, I forget which one we were looking at, but there, we had the example of uh, Susanna Wesley. When she sat in her chair and put her apron over her head, her kids knew that that was her time with God. Um, we should be praying that our wives and the mothers in our church can have that time. I mean, just think about the ladies in our church. They have kids that are busy. They get up early. They're, need, they're needy all day long. We need, they, the ladies need to have that time to sit at Jesus' feet to get the strength, be strengthened, to read God's word, to pray. Um, I mean, thinking about Gabby, she's not able to be here tonight. She has three kids. She's pregnant. And she has a farm to run, too. Um, we should be praying for her that her kids take a nap or something practical that she can have that time um, to spend that time at Jesus' feet. And, of course, that, that goes for all the, the mothers in our church as well. So as a mother, good keeper at home, effectively influence children and take time to sit at Jesus' feet. And then as a grandmother, I'm going to pray that uh, she can be an influence to godliness in her grandchildren's life. Um, Titus 2, 3 through 5 says, The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Um, again, these verses are not popular in our culture, but this is what the Bible says, and we should be praying for those grandmothers in our church that they can have that influence upon the younger ladies to teach them how to, um, yeah, well, I mean, these verses say it. Obedient to their husband, good keepers at home, um, love their children, love their husbands. And the older ladies in the church have that experience, um, and we should be praying that they had those opportunities to train the younger ladies. And then uh, we already read these verses, but... Uh, 2 Timothy 1.5, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois, and in thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that thee in, in thee also. 3.15, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Paul not only calls out Timothy's mother, 
but also his grandmother, uh, and she was part of him, influencing him in the Holy Scriptures. And then we should be praying that they'll have influence of godliness, but that they'll also age gracefully. Uh, Proverbs 16.31, The hoary head is a crown of glory, if it be found in the way of righteousness. And then Proverbs 20.29, 20, The glory of young men is their strength, and the beauty of old men is the gray head. Um, should pr be praying for the ladies in our church as they grow older, that they'll age gracefully and uh, just be an influence. Um, I mean, think about some of the, the ladies that are close to home. A couple of them have aged gracefully, some have not. And um, we, should be, we should be praying specifically um, for the grandmothers in our church that they can age gracefully. So that is how we should, some different areas, ways that we can pray for the ladies of the house. We have several ladies in our church that are wives, that are mothers, that are grandmothers, and here are some ways that we can be praying for them. So practical application tonight, what should we be praying for? Well, we should be praying for our pastor, we should be praying for the men, for the man of the house, and the ladies of the house as well. And then next week, Lord willing, we're going to look at how to pray for the children of the house and then how we can train our children to pray. Uh, so I think we'll look at both of those next week. But that is the lesson for tonight. <laughs>